This is Lou Moore with the Washington Research Council, and I'm here today with Dr. Chris Schobloom, our Senior Economist and Research Director. And Chris and I are going to talk about uh, the recent uh, budget endgame and the gubernatorial veto that has uh, gotten the attention of a lot of folks, and it's gotten our attention because it involves one of our favorite topics, manufacturing jobs. Chris, what did you think about yeah. that? those fireworks that went on there? It was um, quite ex- exciting. Uh, yeah, I think as as we'd been uh, been uh, projecting around uh, around the office, um, the uh, legislature did get out on time, just barely, uh, and there was sort of uh, quite a scramble in the last uh, last day after they had reached an agreement in principle to actually get the, get it all down in a document. Sure. So my my first question is uh, of substance. Um, why should manufacturers get a tax reduction? Well, um, they are a, a key driver uh, of the state's economy. Um, um, where uh, and uh, they they compete nationally and internationally. Uh, and uh, I think if you look around, most uh, most states now uh, make an effort to uh, to lessen the tax burden on exporting activities for for uh, manufacturers. Exporting means uh, um, selling uh, product um, out of the state. Sure, uh, it's not just overseas; it can be Nevada. No, it's not, not just the foreign um, uh, foreign sales. Sure. Um, and and you know, we're in a competitive environment, and uh, uh, as these things go, the adjustment in tax rates was being made was was relatively minor. Um, didn't was not was not going to cost uh, uh, state coffers uh, that much money, but it was it was moving in the in the right direction, and it's uh, sort of consistent with what has been going on in uh, in other states. Uh, states that we compete with. Sure, and and we don't have a, a fiscal note uh, as of yet on the uh, overall budget vehicle that uh, most of which was signed by the governor uh, SB five nine seven seven. But uh, from the the estimates that we were able to gather, talking what about fifteen million a year for at least the the phase in period, the first four years. Yes, yep. uh, not a lot as it as it um, as it phases in yeah. and. Uh, as it steps up um, over four years, um, and even when you're done with it, it's uh, it's not a lot. I mean, they, the, the share of uh, manufacturers that were actually manufacturers manufacturing sales that were um, going to benefit for this was relatively low, uh, and, and much of what this was about was was trying to um, give more broadly. Uh, the kind of uh, tax reduction that uh, many of our key manufacturers already um, uh, benefit from. Sure, and I should back up a little bit. What we're talking about is the B&O tax, the business and occupation tax, which is a gross receipts tax, which means that it's a tax on the revenues that come into a business, not uh, a tax on their profits. Uh, So... uh, Talk a little bit, Chris, about the uh, uh, about why uh, this was not really going to affect uh, that high a percentage of manufacturers. 
Yeah. Um, uh, well, first of all, that there are um, um, uh, the major, first of all, just step back and say that the that the uh, the basic B and O tax rate that's in statute uh, is zero point four eight four percent. But at the, at the present time, um, the majority of um, of manufacturing sales um, are taxed uh, at rates that are actually below that base uh, 4.48 percent the, the uh, aerospace uh, rate of uh, 0.2904 percent is is going to because the the big one out there that people will talk about but there are a number of others um, smaller uh, other industries that benefit um, so that we're, at, we're now at the point where they we're, we're only about 40 percent of of sales um, are actually at that uh, that basic for four eight four rate. Uh, and, and in addition, um, um, uh, so so that and it's that group of, of, of that, that that activity that was being the really the focus of the of the uh, tax rate reduction. Uh, but but the way that our, our tax law is. Um, um, uh, is written um, uh, the um, uh, uh, manufacturers who um, uh, are actually subject to the B and O tax twice. Uh, the first time when they uh, manufacture a good, and the second time when they sell the good, uh, if that sale is in state. Um, and the the rate that and and then those those, those this uh, double B and O tax uh, obligation is reduced to a single obligation via a credit, so they actually don't have to pay the tax twice. Um, for somebody for an, for a manufacturer who was under the currently under the current system was pay was being hit with both. A manufacturing tax and a B&O tax, uh, and a wholesaling tax. Say the um, um, uh, lowering of the manufacturing tax rate would only have no effect because they would still have to pay pay the wholesaling tax. So, uh, so I just so, I'm going to stop so, you. So, so only about twenty percent of manufacturing sales uh, in the state would actually see a reduction. Okay, so, so so just to to uh, summarize, go over and going over that a little bit. So, uh, not that high a percentage would have benefited from this tax reduction because one, with the aerospace uh, tax uh, incentive and other tax incentives that are at a lower rate, uh, uh, th- those folks are already. Uh, uh, benefiting from a lower rate. And then the second reason is many folks who don't have that lower rate uh, are um, are uh, selling in-state. And if, if this rate were to come about, they would still have to pay the wholesaling rate, which is, if I remember correctly, the same rate as the manufacturing That's rate. That's correct. It, it, it's not that this tax policy is complicated for the general public no, or some not. of the rest of us. But, but, but the the way it's, it's um, um, structured, it, this would only affect um, sales that were other would otherwise be taxed at the four eight four percent, and 
and that are sales to customers out of state. Okay. Um, and um, as we noted before, that really for, for, for business competitiveness uh, considerations, it's, it is the sales to customers out of state uh, that we're particularly worried about. Because um, those are the, the those sales are form the uh, part of the economic base of the state. Um, they bring men, bring in money from out of state, which which uh, um, sort of floats our boat, if you wish to say it that way. Sure. So so that is uh, that is a positive reason for this kind of a tax policy. What are some other reasons that uh, that, that this is sound tax policy to uh, uh, lower taxes on manufacturers? Well. You know, I think I think it's, it's the big one is what we said. It's, it's economic development uh, purposes. Uh, now, the, 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 but, but looking at the economic development act, uh, um, aspect of this, um, that that manufacturing stands out as a as a as a sector of the economy which historically has uh, provided uh, high wages um, to. To, to folks uh, who do not have um, um, uh, advanced degrees of one time or another. These are sort of the, the classic uh, middle-class jobs that uh, from, um, uh, which, which have been under, uh, which have been declining around here. So it, it really does go to help the, uh, the, the, a segment of the, of the workforce um, that uh, that folks have been worrying about some. Um, you know, if you look sure. around the Seattle area, where there's an awful lot going on with uh, with young graduates coming here with advanced degrees in computer sciences and various things, and getting paid uh, very very well. Uh, uh, folks who just have uh, a high school education, who've done well in high school, but still just have a high school education, and traditionally have moved into uh, manufacturing, say, to where there have been good union jobs. Um, um, those folks are, are just, the, 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 that segment of the labor market just hasn't done as well uh, in recent years. Uh, and this is really uh, would have helped to boost uh, um, employment in those areas sure well you know when when uh, uh many of us think about manufacturing we think of the big corporation the large plant and that type of thing but the truth is uh there is a significant number of small businesses that are manufacturers in the state businesses that have uh, revenues under say a million or even under two hundred fifty thousand total gross uh revenues for the year And there are a lot of these, um, um, uh, and, and, and a lot of these manufacturing jobs uh, are in some of the uh, less highly urbanized areas of the state, um, and uh, sort of away from the away from the core central Puget Town, Puget Sound. Um, you know, when, when you think manufacturing in Washington, um, you know, aerospace is the first industry that comes in uh, to mind, and, it, and that's concentrated in King and Snohomish counties. Um, but that's only a portion of, of manufacturing in the state. Uh, and, and when you get out to a number of these other counties, uh, it's uh, uh, 
really, uh, it's a, it can be a number of counties, it's really an important uh, uh, part of the base. Uh, you know, just to pick a couple, uh, you know, Clickitat County, um, uh, info, uh, manufacturing is 18% uh, of the jobs in the county. And it's, uh, and it's 32% of wage income in the county. Uh, Cowlitz County is another one here, let me look at it, where manufacturing is uh, nearly 17% of employment, uh, but it's also, the manufacturing wages are 24% of, of the wage income in the, in, in the county. Um, so there, there are a number of these uh, uh, more rural, not absolutely rural, but but more, but but, but uh, counties away from the core urban area along the central Puget Sound, um, where manufacturing is just very important. Sure. Uh, so so we're looking at helping small business. We're looking at helping our, uh, in many cases, depressed rural areas, certainly areas that are not doing as well as the folks are on the I-5 uh, corridor in our state. Uh, something else that is uh, that is uh, pretty significant and characteristic of manufacturing jobs is what you all and the economics trade call the multiplier. You want to talk about that for a second? Yeah, well, it's it's that uh, yeah you know, that um, um, when you provide um, um, uh, when, when a particular um, employer expands activity. Um, the, uh, the um, as part of that as part of that activity, the, um, um, the the company itself will be buying various inputs from other firms, uh, and also the employees of the company will be receiving wages and going out and spending them. And the economic consequences of the purchases uh, uh, by the by the firm and the spending of the firm's employees. Um, uh, as it cascades through the, as, it, as those, uh, that's all that spending cascades through the economy is called the multiplier. Um, and typically, in a manufacturing firms, say uh, there's somewhere between uh, when a, when a job is added in a manufacturing firm, somewhere between two and eight jobs are are added elsewhere in the economy, uh, depending upon the particular industry we're looking at. And, and similarly, for dollars worth of additional dollars worth of wages in one of those industries, as a company will buy um, by a by a, uh, a multiple of of um, um, uh, of other wages that are generated elsewhere. Um, this is why these are, these firms are part of the economic base, and that's the and the and the nature of the base is that when the base expands, uh, there are cascading effects that that bring more than just uh, just the straightforward straight effect. Sure. Well, uh, without getting into all the partisan and political back and forth uh, surrounding this veto, uh, the governor did indicate that he would be willing to uh, take another look at this type of a tax reduction. Uh, we certainly hope he does so, because there seems to be, for a fairly minimal uh, amount of money that would not be collected, a lot of benefit uh, to our state. Yes. Chris, thanks a lot. Uh, this is Lou Moore. 
with the Research Council here with Chris Showbloom. This has been Policy Today for July 27, 2017. And we thank you for joining us.